0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Arrow, Chapter and Verse. We are talking about Arrow, Season 5, Episode 12, Brocka. And based on the website that is telling me the order in which I should watch these shows, uh, it's Arrow, Supergirl, Arrow, Supergirl, before we return to either The Flash or Legends. So, buckle up. Get ready for that. I don't know. So, okay. We... (laughs) Oliver is, is talking to his girlfriend, the reporter, who doesn't, didn't like him that much at the beginning of the season, Susan Williams. Uh, they're chit-chatting, and when in comes Quentin Lance, who's fresh out of rehab and ready to step up as deputy mayor once again, uh, he sort of promises Susan Williams an interview. Uh, she is a little surprised by this, and then she gets a text that... Um, general um, i don't know walker sure general walker uh who is the guy who framed john diggle has escaped was taken into military custody has escaped from military custody shot his way out of the base killed 30 people and also made off with the nuke now why was the nuke on the base that he was on i mean was he just dragging it around with him Uh, I guess maybe he had it. Nobody else knew where it was, of course, because it was a nuke, and he was hiding the nuke, and he wanted to just... Why did he bring it back to a base? That just seems like a a dumb place to bring a nuclear weapon, an army base that you're on. Anyway, so he's in the wind, uh, but they know he wants to sell the nuke to Markovian terrorists, so they figure that he's gonna go to Russia, and luckily... Star City's sister city is in Russia, providing Oliver a reason to go to Russia with his entourage, which is also Team Arrow. Um including Dinah Drake who, you know, we just got her last episode. She's now on the team. She I I don't I don't know what he says as Mary when he's like, "I'm going to go visit the sister the sister city. Who are you taking? Any of your staff from the mayoral office?" No, I'm taking these people. Um Okay, who are they? Well, they're my friends. I don't know. So, he they go to Russia. Uh, he says that he's called Anatoly. Uh, Anatoly shows up and punches him because, as you might remember... Uh, there was a Bratva guy back in season two when Oliver was trying to find Slade Wilson and he made a deal and the Bratva guy wanted Oliver to do something sleazy and mob related because the Bratva is a criminal organization. And Oliver said no and pulled a gun on the guy and left. And then Slade Wilson killed the guy later on and the Bratva is mad at Oliver because he didn't uphold his end of the oath. And it's also weird to me because Oliver does come into the Bratva situation and he's like, yeah, I know the rule is, you do me a favor, I do you a favor, but how about if you just do me a favor? How about that deal? And the Bradva always says no to this, and Oliver's like, I am very surprised that nobody just wants to do me favors all the time. So uh, they end up in a place that is, uh, they, they're staying in a place, Oliver Team Arrow is staying in a place that's old, it's covered in uh, drop cloths. Uh, it used to be an Argus safe house, but who knows what. Uh, uh, so they're trying to find Walker, uh, Felicity is having some trouble tracking him down, but thanks to her database full, or her, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, thumb drive full of all this information about various nasty people, uh, she is able to figure out which type of burner he's using, because as Dinah says, military men are creatures of habit, uh... So she finds a type of phone. It's an older phone. Only one network in Russia supports it. She goes to basically blackmail a guy uh, for not reporting terrorist activity. And she gets the information that she needs to track Walker down. Now, uh, John and Oliver go to find Walker. Rory thinks Felicity has gone too far by using this information to blackmail somebody to... Tell her where the guy who has a nuclear weapon is. And yes, I realize you can cross a line with that information. I don't know whom I would trust with that information were I to trust anyone. Generally, I think the best thing to do with most caches of information like that is to, you know, destroy them. uh, Lest, you know, people be tempted to use them for inappropriate reasons. So I understand a bit where where Rory is coming from. This doesn't seem to me to be too important. Like, honestly, I think I would have, I think I would have told the Russian government, well, you know, it's telling the Russian government anything. It's like, do do you trust the Russian government um, to do the right thing? Uh, No, uh, but then again, this guy was letting uh, terrorist activity slide, so that's, that's not good. Um, Perhaps, you know, tell the Russian government Uh, as well as blackmail the guy to get the information that you need to stop the dude who has the nuclear weapon that he's going to sell to terrorists. So anyway, they figure out uh, where things are, and it's Oliver, John, and Dinah. Dinah is on backup. Oliver and John are going through this building. They kick open a door to where the phone is supposed to be, and they find it hooked to a proximity alarm. Okay, um, sure, That's, that's fine. I'm... Uh, You could be that paranoid. I guess it's fine. Then uh, some military guys show up with guns and start shooting. Uh, They have rifles. Uh, Oliver and John have handguns. Nevertheless, Oliver and John manage to take down two of them without getting hit before Dinah busts in and uh, uh, Canary Cries, the last one, onto the floor. Now, let me repeat that. Oliver and John are using guns. They're using handguns. And I could have been mistaken. I could be wrong about this. But I swear the dude that they shot, whose head snapped back, is the one that they took in for questioning. I'm probably wrong. I I have to say it was the one who got canary cried into the floor because he's the only one who would, uh, you know, be alive after getting shot. Um, Again, like the whole... I understand why Oliver's not taking an arrow to Russia because that would look suspicious, uh, or bow and arrow. I mean that would look suspicious, but he is shooting people, so the whole no killing thing kind of goes out. I mean, unless they're using rubber bullets, which just seems like a bad idea if you're going into a firefight. Um, anyway, I, I I don't know. Uh, a lot of people are using guns. Uh, Renee's using guns. Ollie's using a gun. John's using a gun. I, I, I guess guns are the new bow and arrow. Anyway. So they take this guy in for questioning, and Oliver has him blindfolded, and he's tied to a pipe in an outbuilding of this place where they're staying, and Oliver gets a car battery and starts knocking the leads together and making sparks, and so the guy's like, I'm never going to talk, and then Oliver you like brushes the sparks up against his face a couple of times, and the guy's like, well, no, I, I, I'm not, well, maybe, uh, I'm just going to stand here Uh, or hang here, and Oliver leaves and then goes to talk to John, and John is furious because they've got to get Walker. They've got to get Walker, and if you just let him in the room with that guy, he'd be able to get the information, and Oliver points out that guy's going to tell you anything he thinks you want to hear in order to stop you uh, from, uh, you know, torturing him. We got to be smart, John, and Oliver leaves, and he goes to talk to Felicity, and Rory tells him about what Felicity did with the blackmailing, and then Oliver hears the sounds of cries of pain, and he runs into the room where the prisoner is, and John is working him like Rocky worked aside a side of beef in any Rocky movie you care to name. And uh, Oliver pulls John off him, and is like, "That's not how. That's not going to help. That's." And then we cut, and then Oliver is going to talk to Anatoly. Now I should say this is the third time Oliver has talked to Anatoly. Once was in the airport where Anatoly punched him. The second time is where Oliver again went up to uh, Anatoly and was like, okay, so here's a deal. Uh, I want you to do me a favor. And Anatoly's like, why should I do you any favors? And uh, he, Oliver's like, you still owe me for Gregor. And Anatoly's like, okay, sit down. And they sit down and they talk a little bit. And Anatoly's like, this sit down is enough of a favor that were even for Gregor. And Oliver says, yes, but will you tell me where this guy is? And Anatoly says, will you do me a favor? Because that's how the Bratva works. And Oliver once again pulls out a strategy of saying, but would the Bratva just do me a favor? I mean, he's essentially, I will gladly never give you a favor for a favor today. Um, and Anatoly's like, that's not how the Bratva works. Cut to Felicity blackmailing and all the stuff that just happened. Sorry, I jumped back in time again. Uh, so Oliver... Hat in hand, goes to Anatoly. Anatoly says, all right, but you got to do something for me. And Oliver says, okay, fine, I'll do something for you. And he and Dinah go into a warehouse and beat up some dudes. And we don't see much of that. We just see them beating up the dude outside the warehouse, uh, throwing a guy out of a window. We actually just see the outside of the warehouse and a guy come crashing through the window. And uh, then... Oliver and Dinah have a heartfelt conversation about what Oliver was and what he wants to become and why he wants to become better. And Dinah's like, you know, you don't have to let your past be an anchor to you or something like that. And they have a conversation, blah, blah, blah. Oliver comes back. He talks to John and Felicity. He's like, you guys got to be better than me. And Felicity's like, we got to get into the muck. And Oliver's like, no, because if you guys are not better than me, if you sink to my level and Prometheus is right and I ruin everybody I touch. Just want to remind everybody again, Felicity... Used a guy's uh, used a guy's lack of action on a terrorist organization against him to get information that she needed to stop a guy who's selling a nuclear bomb to terrorists. Right? It's it's not on the same level as, say, in John's case, killing your brother, um, which you know, in an earlier episode, I was like, well, he's really upset about it. And I understand why he would be really upset about it, but also. You know, Andrew was working for Damien Dark, and it's hard to reason with fanatics. Anyway, um, so they have that conversation, and then they go to the airport hangar where uh, Walker is meeting with Markovian terrorists, and the Markovian terrorist says in a Markovian accent, which I'm not going to try to replicate because I've only heard it the once, uh, you want a drink? And Walker's like, no, I got to go because somebody's after me. The American government? No, I wish it were the American government. And just like that, Ragman shows up and starts throwing people around, and Walker runs. Um, Walker, I mean, surprisingly good at getting away after Oliver, uh, John, and Dinah, like, took down all three of the dudes that were with him. He ducked into a room and then Batmaned out. Um, he's not as good at getting away here. John knocks him down, punches him, and Walker's like, who are you? And John takes off his mask. Oh, yes, that is another thing. Oh, boy, we need to talk about the scene where John is is punching the captive like a side of beef. I'm sorry. Let's, Let's go back to that for a second. Remember when I said Oliver had him blindfolded? John has taken off his blindfold. He is not wearing a mask. And when Oliver comes in not wearing a mask, he also refers to Oliver as Oliver. So there is a military serviceman who has committed some crimes and is probably going to get dishonorably discharged, who now knows that Oliver Queen, Mayor Oliver Queen was torturing him for information, right? That's is um this is not a good look for anybody. And I don't know what happened to that guy at the end of the episode. We never did see him again. So, so who knows? Perhaps the Bratva disposed of him. Who knows? Anyway, back to where we were in the episode. John and Walker have a, a confrontation where Walker's like, "No, you got to shoot me, John, cuz I know people with itchy trigger fingers and you have a wife and kid." Wife is the head of a secret organization, right? Let's let's just—I mean, you know, Lila's not exactly defenseless. We'll put it that way. Um, and John then like listens to the better angels of his nature and doesn't shoot Walker and promises that he's going to see justice done. Uh, he Oliver goes after the Markovian terrorists, who it turns out don't have the warhead because Walker has sold them an empty box, which I guess they didn't check. The The Warhead is in the other hangar, uh, so Mario has to go fight through level two, uh, through eight. Um, anyway, the Warhead's in another hangar. Felicity figures out where it is because apparently, like, the, the radiation symbol doesn't show up unless she specifically scans for radiation, which would be, a, you know, a thing to do if you're looking to stop a guy with a nuclear warhead. Um... She runs in there to try to disarm it, but she finds a trap door. She falls afoul of a trap door that cuts the disarming in half, and she says that disarming is going to be cut exponentially the more they try to work on it. Okay. Uh, and it's ticking down, and then Rory says, Wait, the rags survived Havenrock, and they can survive a nuclear blast, so I'm going to go ahead and wrap them around this weapon, and we're going to see what happens. So... Um, The blast happens. Like Felicity runs outside, and Oliver runs up, and she hugs him. Just as we see a white flash from the building, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you, I'm not a nuclear scientist. Um, I know a guy who is, uh, kind of. He does work. He does a little work on nuclear. He does a lot of work on energy. So nuclear is part of his portfolio. Hi, Jason, if you're listening. Um, so he, uh, anyway, um, I'm not a nuclear scientist. But if you can see the flash of a nuclear blast, if you can see it in a building next to you, that means that light has radiated from the blast, right? Also, we can assume that perhaps other things radiated from the blast because if you could see it go off, the rags couldn't contain it except that they did, right? And we find out that the rags, uh, having contained the nuclear blast, uh, we find out at the end of the episode. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, I will uh, jump back, as always. Um, the rags have been depowered. Two nukes is too much for the old rags. And uh, Rory goes off to commune with them. Uh, and is that's pretty much written out of the show, which is interesting. It's another, it's another character arc that I don't really understand uh and that makes me not like it. Uh, and it's not that I was like, oh, I don't this is mysterious to me. I don't understand the workings of it. I just don't understand why it's in the show, right? Ragman doesn't like Ragman's a weird choice to join Team Arrow anyway, but once you've got him on there, then Is it just, is he just temporary, he's the temp, there can only be one person with powers and it's Black Canary and he's the temporary stand-in until they get an actual Black Canary? I mean, is that, is that what's going on? I don't know. So, I'm not sure why the Ragman story or character arc or or character is in the show to begin with, but now he's off the show. Um, uh, Cutting back to after everybody survives a nuclear blast and they get Walker, Uh, John says Walker was arrested by uh, military authorities. Sure. But uh, you're fine, sure. He found somebody in war torn somewhere where we've got people. Um, like I, I, I don't know. That's fine. Uh, Walker was arrested. Didn't mention, I guess, that he'd been arrested by John Diggle, Oliver Queen's bodyguard, uh, and friend and known associate. Um, I guess. Uh, they're all having drinks. The vodka's too strong for just about everybody. Uh, and Anatoly and Oliver talk a little bit, and Anatoly reminds him that uh, you can't get out once you're in. Um, and every time Oliver tries to get out, they're going to pull him back in. So Oliver has that to chew on as he heads back to uh, Star City. He doesn't chew on it for very long because uh, the next time we see Oliver, he is in bed with uh, Susan Williams and... Um, And we can assume from their position that they have just had coitus, Mr. Lebowski, coitus. Uh, Anyway, so they're having some pillow talk, and she tries to get him to open up about his past and the tattoo on his chest, and he won't. Uh, And then, oh yeah, I forgot that storyline. So let's let's look at the Quentin storyline, we forgot about that. Oliver sends Renee to prep him for an interview, which seems like a weird choice because Renee is not a guy who's ever been on TV or interviewed or a politician or anything like that. But as soon as he sits down and starts asking questions, it's like, he's been uh, behind a microphone his whole life. And, uh, Quentin gets really pissed off at him and, uh, they, he says, you, you get out of here. Cause it, basically the questioning is when, when did the drinking start? Was it when your daughter died? Do you feel responsible for your daughter dying? And he's like, don't you talk about my daughter. Um, and kicks Renee out. And then they have another scene where Renee comes back in and says uh, Jessica Williams called to confirm that the – or that her people called to confirm that the interview is tomorrow at 10. And Quentin's like, when did you get become my secretary? And Renee's like, when I picked up the phone. And then they have a moment where Quentin reveals that his sponsor said, well, I need to apologize to you and you were just trying to help. And I need to figure out a way to get through this grief without uh, drinking or um, – snapping at people who are trying to help me, so let's let's try this again, uh, and then after the Oliver scene, we cut to the Arrow Cave, where Renee is punching a punching bag, and Quentin comes up to him and says, the the interview went, went really well, it was a cakewalk, I asked her if she was going easy on me, and she said no, uh, but you said something about us, and Renee reveals that he and Quentin had had an interaction when Quentin was a beat cop, and Quentin caught Renee tagging and said, hey, You don't have to be just another rip and run gangster. And Renee took that to heart and joined the army and was later dishonorably discharged because as he puts it, nobody's perfect, but he credits Quentin with having uh, set his life on a better path. So there's, there's that. That's, you know, the, the wrap up of that plot line. But then in the stinger, we see Susan Williams talking to her informant who showed her the picture of Oliver... uh, from five years ago when he was supposed to be on a deserted island, but was in Russia. And the dude confirms that everybody in that picture is Bratva. And she says, and don't they have a tattoo to, um, uh, don't they get tattooed when they become captains? And he's like, yeah, they do. And then she's like, so what else? And he's like, well, couldn't find really anything else about Oliver Queen at that time. But I did look through criminal activity and they call this guy, the archer. What are the odds that Green Arrow and Oliver Queen would be in Russia at the same time? And she says, pretty good if Oliver Queen was the Green Arrow. So she knows. And I'm pretty sure, again, she's a Prometheus plant. Um, I, I just don't see her having, like, come over to Oliver's side that quickly uh, without having uh, ulterior motivation. Um, so, of course, that plotline's going to blow up in his face pretty soon. But we'll see when that happens. Um, No sign of Prometheus uh, the last couple of episodes. I guess he's laying low and uh, waiting to strike at an opportune moment. Uh, No sign of Evelyn either. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, But that is the end of the episode. And of course, the end of this episode of Arrow Chapter and Verse, as always. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're having a good day. And I'll see you next time.